Hey friend, do you have ADHD? Maybe, maybe not. It really doesn't matter because either way, you're so welcome here. Whether it's you or someone you live with that has the squirrely brain, I'm here to help. On this show, we'll be sharing perspective shifts and hacks and systems and routines that all work for people of all ages with neurodivergent brains. I spent the last almost decade working with students as a special education teacher and navigating my own ADHD. Whether you want someone to hold space for you or you want the tactical, tangible strategies, you're in the right place. I'm going to help you learn to let it be easy, work with your unique strengths, and move from scattered to simplified. And we're doing it all with positive perspective, self-compassion, and a whole lot of God's grace. Let's do this. Hey you, coming at you with a quick tip today. We're going to be talking about how to focus when you have ADHD. Easier said than done, I know, but it isn't impossible. So I have several things I've done over the years to help me when it comes to focusing. Sometimes we need sensory deprivation, but sometimes we need sensory input. So in case those terms are new to you, sensory deprivation basically just means that you're taking away sensory input. Sensory being any of our senses, so sight, smell, touch, sound. What's the other one? Taste? I don't know. Anyway, there's five. (laughs) Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, And so sometimes we need to take away some of that sensory input in order to focus, but other times we need some sort of stimulation to help our brains focus on the task at hand. It depends on our task. It also depends on our mood. And sometimes it just depends person to person. If you're likely to become overwhelmed easily, then you're probably going to be looking more for sensory deprivation. If you tend to be someone who's less stimulated and easily bored, daydreaming, you might need some sort of sensory stimulation to help you. So first I'm going to talk about sensory input options. First up, headphones. You can use headphones to use white noise, background sounds, coffee shop sounds, binaural beats, bilateral beats. I really like using headphones because it helps get all of the other distractions kind of out of the way. And for some reason when I'm wearing headphones, it even, I feel like, brings some tunnel vision to my vision too because it just brings me into the zone of whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, This is especially helpful if you have noise-canceling headphones. I do not. I also don't recommend them if you're like outside doing something because that could be unsafe. But anyway, headphones is the first piece because it really helps block out everything else, which is usually really helpful. The different sounds I mentioned include white noise, um, background sounds. Actually, brown noise is like way nicer than white noise. I don't know if you've tried that out, heard of it before. I was recently introduced to it. So soothing. So that is something that you can do if you just need to drown out everything else. Um, If you're feeling particularly overwhelmed, bilateral beats can be very helpful because it literally feels like it's flossing your brain. Like, I don't have a better way to explain it than it feels like your brain is being flossed through your ears. It's so weird, um, but it's very interesting. And then another thing I mentioned was binaural beats. You can find these specifically for, like, focus. Um, I find ones, like, for ADHD for focusing and they can really just help bring your brain into like the correct waves to help you focus. And then the last one was coffee shop sounds. Um, I don't know about you, but I just, 
I feel like I'm the person I want to be when I'm at the coffee shop getting some work done. Like other people are there, um, also usually doing some sort of work. It's like kind of quiet, but not like silent, you know, like no one's being crazy. Usually there's not like crying toddlers or anything, but you can hear people working away or you can see other people working and me seeing other people working helps me want to work. So if I'm not able to go to a coffee shop, sometimes I just play a coffee shop sound video. Um, they have them on YouTube. You can even have up the image if you want. Um, the fireplace one's really nice too during the winter. Anyway, um, the other thing with sensory input, specifically headphones, is use the same playlist for specific tasks. So this is kind of like a part, like a second point to um, different ways to help you focus. Using the same playlist over and over for the same tasks helps your brain know, hey, when I hear this sound, this is what we do. You know, it's like the whole Pavlov dogs experiment. They hear the bell, they get fed, they hear the bell, they get fed, they hear the bell. And even if they aren't getting fed in that moment, they literally start salivating because they heard the sound. So their brain wants to go and eat. So if you use the same playlist over and over, it can really help you get into whatever zone you're trying to get into faster. For me in college, I used explosions in the sky for homework. And so anytime I play it, it like instantly brings me into like a work mode because I didn't really use it anywhere else. I mean, occasionally if I was feeling kind of moody or something, but I used it mostly for homework. And since I did that, every time I hear that, I can like get into a work zone very quickly. The other reason I like explosions in the sky is like it's chill. There is no lyrics. Um, so I don't know. It was really helpful. But you can do the same thing for like any kind of chores or any other unpreferred task. Start associating some sort of playlist or song to help prompt your brain. Um, Domestic Blisters on TikTok. She has a playlist on Spotify. I can't remember the name of it. Um, it'll come to me later, but she has one for like cleaning, not really cleaning. She calls it resetting. Anyway, whatever. Moving on. Um, some other forms of sensory input that are helpful can be physical forms of stimulation also. So things like using a fidget, um, or even rubbing a worry stone or like a piece of Velcro, like most people prefer the soft side of the Velcro, but some people like the other side, but I've used that for students. You can buy um, Velcro dots and put them on furniture, or you could just put one on a piece of paper or something and then be able to keep it in your pocket or something. Um, sitting on a wobble stool is very helpful. Chewing on something or having a beverage, all of these things give your body some sort of stimulation, something to focus on, and in turn that helps you focus on whatever it is else that you're trying to get done. Another thing, and I know that some of you are going to roll your eyes, meditation. I know it's really freaking hard when you have ADHD. Like your brain just sits there, goes through all the other things, but focus is a muscle that you can grow. And the more intentional that we are, the more intentional we are with who we want to be and what we want to do, the easier it is to like do those things that are hard. Like 
just because you have ADHD doesn't mean that you cannot focus. And if you tell yourself that's what it means, you're not going to focus. If you tell yourself that you can grow your focus muscle by using meditation or by doing any of these other things, you're going to get the placebo effect of that. And you're also going to learn different things along the way. Our brains, our brains, <laughs> our brains are neuroplastic, which means that they change over time. And the more that you run a rut, over and over again, the deeper that rut is going to get. And so the more that's going to become true for you, but you can also do that by changing what you're doing. So for me, the easiest way for me to meditate is to go into a dark room. We have blackout curtains. I will go into a dark room. I cover myself up with my blanket. I lay down because that's more comfortable than sitting up for me. Sometimes I use headphones. Sometimes I'll even put like the blanket over my eyes so it's completely dark. That sensory deprivation really helps me pay attention to what I'm doing in order to meditate. Um, and it doesn't happen instantly, but it does help over time. And I notice a difference when I'm meditating regularly versus when I have not been meditating. Um, I have not been meditating here lately and things are messy. <laughs> it's a mess. Um, so just, just give it a try, give it a try. I know it's going to be hard, but just tell yourself you can do it and be really intentional about growing that skill and it will get easier every single time. I promise. All right. Um, the next one is just a super short point, but just using noise canceling headphones for complete sound deprivation. I'm not talking about like when you put on music and then it cancels. I'm talking about the ones that people use when they like shoot guns and stuff. Um, I mean, that's not the only time they use them. They also use them for like mowing the grass and whatever. Um, and we also use them at school a lot for students who have sensory overstimulation and we use that so that they can kind of drown out everything else around them. So that's also something to consider investing in if you think that that would be helpful for you. The last thing is to go somewhere small. Um, so sitting in like a closet or a small corner of your room, um, those are the only two points that are coming to my mind right now. It's maybe even under a table, like covered up with a blanket, but it will help cut back on the visual sensory input. And so if things are too stimulating for me at home, I prefer going to a coffee shop or a library. Um, because then whatever I have with me is all I really can focus on. I'm not thinking about all the things at home I need to do. I'm not looking around and seeing a dish or laundry or something. Um, and there's still background noise, but sometimes I can't do that. So sometimes I will come down to my basement and the area underneath the stairs, I turned into my own little office area. And so I have my desk positioned to where I'm facing the wall and I can't really see all the stuff in the basement that's calling for my attention. So it helps me focus in on what I'm doing because I'm in a small space. Um, I feel like kids love to make forts and like go hide away in small places and no one thinks anything of it. But I feel like one of the main reasons we like doing that as a kid is because it, it makes our world a little bit smaller. It's a lot less overwhelming. And so if you're really struggling with focus, Go sit in your closet, make a little blanket for it, sit in there and get done whatever it is that you need to get done. The last thing that I want to say is to just give yourself some grace when it comes to focusing. It can be really freaking hard, okay? And that's fine. It's okay. It's okay that it's hard. It's okay to be frustrated, but don't be mean to yourself about it because that doesn't help anything. Also, 
if you are someone who menstruates, keep that in mind also. Pay attention to where you're at in your cycle because there are different times of the month where we are better able to focus and there are other times of the month where it's literally nearly impossible and it's really hard to complete any kind of task. And so if you're in that part of your phase and you're expecting yourself to act like the superhero you are when you're ovulating, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be frustrated and it's going to make everything seem that much harder. Women are literally different people every single day. The hormonal fluctuations in our brain change who we are and how we function daily. We are on a monthly cycle. That's why we have a monthly cycle. Men are on a 24-hour cycle, so they're pretty much the same person every single day. Their moods and their ability to do things changes throughout the day as their testosterone drops off throughout the day, but that's not how females are. We don't wake up every single day feeling the same as we felt the day before, and that's okay. Give yourself some grace there. Be kind to yourself. Be patient with yourself as you work on this, okay? You got this, friend. I am rooting for you. It's all going to be okay. Just be nice to yourself. It makes it so much easier. Hey you, thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy to have been part of your day. If you love this episode, would you please consider sharing it on your Instagram stories and tagging me? This way I know what you're loving and what to make more of. I'll see you next week. Bye.